This is Neil from Grassroots Security, and thanks for listening. I hope everyone had a wonderful weekend. If you mean apart from being locked down at home because of the pandemic, I would say it went well. Well, I'm sure that there is plenty of things to do even at home. It depends. Sometimes you just want to relax, though if you have kids, there probably won't be a lot of relaxing. True. But we still need to have some quiet time and disconnect from our phones and computers. I cannot have quiet time away from me. All I can do is power off. Well, you are what you are. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Same here. As usual with the disclaimer, the opinions here are my own, and relying on any information from this podcast is at your own risk. Now on with the show. In the past few days, I was thinking about talent and people. That must be hard. <laughs> Very funny. It started with the team's performance and where they are currently in their careers and where they want to head towards to. It then made me think about their skills and what was needed to make their skills relevant. But it also made me think about diversity in the team. So for this episode, I'll talk about workforce and also what having more diversity like more women in cybersecurity means. I won't be able to cover all topics today, but we'll give it a start. In the IC squared cybersecurity workforce study for 2020, it reported around 64% of organizations are facing staff shortages. Though there is a global gap of 3.1 million in 2020, which is down from 4 million, the glaring statistic is that 2 million, or two-thirds of the gaps, are in the Asia-Pacific region. The gap contraction can probably be linked to the business environment in 2020, given the pandemic. We have also seen lower hiring levels, even for large enterprises. This has to do with the thinking of working with what we have and hiring only for the critical roles. In my current role, I am focused on investing in the current base of professionals, but we are also giving the opportunity to those who have been in other roles to transition into cybersecurity. I even have staff who came from non-technology backgrounds. That is quite unusual having to leap from non-technology like arts and business to a more technology focus. It is, but it's not impossible. In the workforce study, there were approximately 25% of the study participants as women. Though there is no direct correlation between the percentage of women study participants and the number of women in the cybersecurity careers, it still implicitly points that there are less women in cybersecurity. I am proud that within my team, it is closer to 50%. I am always conscious for what is best for the company, especially when getting additional talent can be limited due to budget constraints. But I am also conscious that diversity is also important to encourage minorities to take on cybersecurity roles. As an industry, we still need to do better. The workforce study mentioned some ways to increase representations of women in cybersecurity, and one of the best ways is that more women should pursue science, technology, engineering, and mathematics or STEM degrees in college, and it should start from when they are in K-12 or primary school. Start them early as they say. It is very important to provide the necessary supports and opportunities for everyone. 
It will be great when organizations have harmonized job levels and there's no discrimination based on gender in the performance and development structures. Performance should be a combination of delivering results and exhibiting the behaviors aligned with the company's values. At least in the companies I have encountered, I'm seeing more women leaders, but we still have ways to go. So how do we encourage more women to take STEM degrees? There was an Irish Times article back in early 2020 by UCD professor Judith Harford on how we can attract more girls into STEM. The issue needs to be tackled multiple ways. Number one, STEM needs to be promoted more with examples of women who have made their careers in STEM. There is currently a lack of female role models in STEM and in the social media world that we live in, having popular female role models in STEM will probably help a lot. Number two, it needs to be supported by national policies and initiatives that tackle even from the primary levels or elementary levels for students 11 years and younger. This is to tackle the topic before students start choosing subjects or electives. They need to be exposed to the joy of STEM. And part of this will need to tackle the notion that you need to be good at all STEM subjects. People can pursue careers in STEM even if you are weak in certain areas. This is especially true in information technology. The key is that you have to have an interest in the career you are pursuing. So confidence has a lot to do with it. Number three, of course schools cannot have a good STEM curriculum if you do not have teachers to teach them. And so we need to have a better supply of teachers as the lack of them will hit STEM critically. Sometimes it is hard to sell this in STEM, especially if people think that there is more money to be made in industry rather than in education. And the other aspect is that if you have bad teachers, they can tend to put you off a subject. Number four, for those in DESH schools or disadvantaged schools, supports will be needed to increase STEM participation. Of course, the basics will need to be addressed first, like meals, liaisons, and so on. But the basic STEM skills, like literacy and numeracy, will need to be tackled. We also need to ensure that kids do finish school at least until the secondary or high school levels. And then the kids can pursue apprenticeship or university degrees where they see fit. I'm a big believer of apprenticeship as it gives you practical skills. We could go on, but you get the idea that it needs to be tackled through multiple ways to promote STEM careers for women. Do you think cybersecurity certification is important? I have a love-hate relationship with cybersecurity certification, but these are my thoughts in it. Number one, because talent acquisition teams will require at least one cybersecurity certification before they even look at your CV or resume, it has become a necessary evil. Number two, the certification is useful if you are able to apply what you have learned in your job and you added value to your company. Otherwise, I view it just as a paper certificate. I've seen too many certified workers who couldn't pass muster on cybersecurity topics when you try to get their opinion or you ask them to contribute on a cybersecurity initiative. It's either use it or lose it. And three, it costs money to acquire and to maintain. You better make sure it is of value. At this stage in my career, 
I only maintain two information security or cybersecurity certifications, the ISC squared uh, CISSP and SABSA's Chartered Security Architect. So what are the worthwhile certifications? This is a bit controversial, but these are just my opinions. Number one, for a general cybersecurity certification, I would go with IC Squared's Certified Information System Security Professional, or CISSP. It's always been considered the gold standard, and they have improved the benefits they provide to the membership, like training. Alternative to the CISSP are the ISACA certifications. Either the Certified Information Systems Auditor, or CISA, if you are leaning towards IT audit, or the Certified Information Systems Manager, or CISM, if you are leaning towards the more general risk management. The CISM is probably the closest alternative to the CISSP. Number three, then we have the technical cybersecurity certifications. The ones that I have most confidence with are the SANS Global Information Assurance Certification, or GIAC. GIAC certified professionals I've known and worked with have been decent. For security architects, the one to get is probably the Sherwood Applied Business Security Architecture, or SABSA, Chartered Security Architect. What about the other certifications? I wouldn't be bothered with them. Take them if they come free from your training, but decide for yourself whether they make sense to be maintained. And that's it. So it seems there really is only a handful worthwhile cybersecurity certifications. Since higher level education is important in a number of countries, are you aware of available scholarships on cybersecurity? The Center for Cyber Safety and Education had a 2019 in review and it showed that of the 60 awarded scholarships, 2% were from Latin America, 17% were from Europe, Middle East, and Africa, 13% was from Asia-Pacific, and the remaining 68% were from North America. There is still a huge disparity on the availability of scholarships, and these are primarily available only in the United States. On a positive note, 58% of the awarded scholarships were female, and the remaining 42% male. What are the cybersecurity-related scholarships out there? I will list down a number of them, though you need to check if they are still offering them, as this is only up-to-date as of today. The following scholarships are geared towards women. IC Squared has women's scholarships, where up to 10 scholarships are awarded, between $1,000 and $6,000 each, as of February 2021. This one is available for both U.S. and international students. IC Squared also has the undergraduate and graduate scholarships, regardless of gender. No Before also has a scholarship, where one scholarship is awarded for $10,000 for tuition and fees and up to $3,000 for on-campus housing. Unfortunately, this is only U.S. The scholarship for women studying information security is a partnership between Applied Computer Security Associates, or ACSA, and the Computing Research Association Widening Participation, or CRAWP. Named after Rebecca Gurley Base, the Swiss scholarships have been awarded to over 90 women studying information security as of 2019. For those who don't know, Becky Base worked at the National Security Agency, or NSA, and was a pioneer on intrusion detection. This scholarship is only for the U.S.
Then we have the Raytheon Intelligence and Space Women's Cybersecurity Scholarships, which offers a $10,000 scholarship applied to tuition fees and books. You have to be a female U.S. citizen to apply for this. ESET's Women in Cybersecurity Scholarships awards $5,000 to three female students in the U.S. who are majoring in a STEM field of study. You will need to be a U.S. citizen or permanent resident to qualify for this. AFSEA, or the Armed Forces Communications and Electronics Association, has diversity scholarship, but also a cybersecurity-targeted scholarship, but not demographic-specific. You will need to be a U.S. citizen or permanent resident, though. The HP Women in Cybersecurity Scholarship through the University of Queensland, Australia, supports female scholars for up to $20,000 Australian each year towards the cost of tuition fees. Morphisec also has the Women in Cybersecurity Scholarships, which offers awards totaling $8,000 for female scholars in studying cybersecurity and related STEM disciplines. They did not have a 2021, but I'm guessing it is primarily due to the pandemic. Google has the Women Tech Makers Scholarship, where they support female students in different regions like the Asia Pacific, Europe, Middle East, and Africa, and the US. They even have one for Ireland. Then there is CyberCorps, Scholarship for Service, but with the condition that you work for the US government after graduation in a position related to cybersecurity for a period equal to the length of the scholarship. Sky in the UK has Sky Women in Tech Scholarships, where five women are funded and mentored to develop their own technology project. At McKesson in Ireland, there's also the Women in IT Scholarships through the Cork Institute of Technology, valued at €3,000 per year. Though not specifically focused on cybersecurity, it does support women in STEM degrees. The U.S. federal government also has scholarships for undergraduate and graduate studies for STEM students. This is suitable for all demographics, though you have to be a U.S. citizen and possibly U.S. permanent residents. Hearing you talk about the different scholarships, it sounds like there is a lot of them. But thinking about this, it is only a small amount, especially when you consider the number of students out there, as well as the 3 million cybersecurity roles gap. Exactly. We need to do more. And that's it. I hope this has been useful. I would like to hear from you. So if you have any comments or suggestions, please let me know. Till then, Slan Gafal. Au revoir. Take care and keep safe.